Hello and welcome to the ETOF21 Sports Podcast. How is everyone doing on this lovely Saturday? My name is Eric, the man behind ETOF21 Sports. We got a great show planned for you guys today. As you notice, we got a little intro music to start. My buddy Oz, who does some beats and everything for some R&B singers, he's like, let me hook you up. So he hooked me up. Let me know if you guys like it. He sent me like, I think, eight beats. So uh, let me know what you guys think about that opening beat. If you like it, dislike it, or you just want me to jump right into it, I just thought I'd try to spruce it up a little bit, give it a little intro. But anyway, like I said, we got a good show for you guys today. Unfortunately, like I said, life happens. I mean, Jesus, since the quarantine became over, it just seems like I'm way more busier than I normally am working on that draft guide as we speak, diving into that bad boy, really excited to release that. Like I said, as soon as I'm able to get all my numbers done and crunch everything together, that will be dropping. I'm shooting for the end of July. I have a lot of stuff I factor in. Plus, I want to see where some of these free agents end up to improve the offensive line, defensive line, like Larry Warford. That is a key offensive lineman. If he goes to Chicago or hypothetically the Jets, that improve, that will make me grade up those players just because he will improve the offensive line. When people look at players, they really don't factor in the line. Case in point, you look at Derrick Henry, what happened this year? They added Schofield from the Rams, which immediately improved the offensive line. Now going into this year, they, they lose Jack Conklin, who's one of the better run blockers and a good pass blocker. And people expect Henry and Tannehill and A.J. Brown to put up the same production. It's amazing how people don't understand that all that stuff is correlated and leads to people producing. People don't look at offensive line and defensive line. So, I mean, that's just something to remember, and that's why I'm kind of waiting to drop it. I got rankings, projections, offensive line rankings, coaches' rankings, coaches' schemes, pace of play. It's crazy how much crap I've put together in in this thing, and I'm not going to lie. I'm not sure if I'm going to charge for it or not. If I do charge for it, it, it'll be pennies on the dollar. And that brings me to the first thing I want to talk about. I had someone, I actually had a couple people shoot me some messages about why am I giving stuff away for free and charging later? Well, very simply, people just steal my shit. And like I said, I'm posting stuff for free and a lot of people don't know the backstory. So let me tell it to you guys. I had this website, I had me and my friends, we started this little website, little company, and we were doing well. And... I was doing these huge write-ups on why I was betting a certain game, and a bigger website that had way more followers than we did because we were a smaller one was taking my work, copying and pasting, and writing verbatim, like verbatim, like not even hiding, they were copying from me. And it really rubbed me the wrong way, and it upset me, but... You know, I, I kept grinding. I mean, nothing upsets a person more than when someone else takes credit for their work. So anyway, I keep doing my stuff, and my little company with me and a couple other guys, we get approached about having an investor. So this guy wants to invest. He wants to be the majority partner. And we're like, okay, we get money. That's fine. So we did that. 
and stuff was going great. But then the same company that stole my stuff, this guy wanted to invest in too. And he did. And then he wanted us to kind of join. And I said no. And that's when I kind of went off myself, started gambling more, and started turning gambling into my full-time income. Through the gambling stuff, I've been able to get a couple rental properties, and I've kind of just kind of expanded my empire through that way. So this person and company who shall remain nameless stealing my stuff actually turned into a blessing and a curse. But at the end of the day, the reason I, long story short, charge for stuff is that way I know who's getting my stuff. So if someone is blatantly stealing my stuff, I can just cut them off. Also, that's another reason why I do limit the people that I send plays to to 25. I mean, why would I send stuff to more? 25, horse racing 10. That's it. But like I said, this year, horse racing will be free. You know, I just don't feel right charging stuff with everything that's going on in the world. And I'm seeing these guys charge stuff and then they claim to go 10 and 3 on the weekend, but in reality, they go 6 and 8. I mean, if you're paying someone for plays, and like I've said this numerous times, if they don't provide you with a spreadsheet for the year, that's the first sign of the run. If they're on Twitter and Instagram and their comments are off, that's a sign of the run. That means they're hiding stuff. We just got to make sure like we're using our heads and thinking about that stuff when it comes to purchasing plays. Like there are a couple guys on here and again, I'm not going to like in this big war and like call them out, but they fudge their records. They will say they go 13 and three, but in reality they go eh, six and 10. And that should be a huge red flag. And if you're going to pay for plays, you guys have to be smart about it. I see these guys tra- charging these astronomical prices. And like I said last week, selling you guys in the 100-unit play and everything. This is a long-term game. And all my spreadsheets are up on my website, etof 21 Sports. All my prices are insanely reasonable. There's not going to be somebody charging as cheap as I do, giving you the results as I do. And that's just the way it is. And I'm not in it to make money. I'm just in it so people don't capitalize on my work. And that's why I charge stuff, long story short. And as you can see, I mean, I'm going on month four since COVID hit of not charging anything. And I mean, how many units did I put on the board yesterday? Not yesterday, last week with the NASCAR and the UFC, and everything else. I mean, you guys just have to let the work speak for itself and learn learn from the mistakes that others have made in the past and try to get someone that is bringing some good records to the table so you guys can make some cash. Okay, so let's jump right into it. We got a loaded day of sports today. We have horse racing, all the win bets have been posted. We have the mandatory payout. In the Gulfstream Pick 6, I'll be tackling that. We got Xfinity Racing today. We have Trucks Racing today. And we have UFC plays today. And with all the UFC action, it's just kind of happened that on these podcasts, I'm giving out my UFC plays. We made a little profit last week. So we gained, I believe, a little over one unit. 
which brings the UFC year-to-date ROI to 15.68 units. Spreadsheet, again, readily available on ETOF21 Sports. Also, I forgot, totally forgot, golf is back, and we got some guys that are in the hunt. We're sitting on DeChambeau, I think at like 22 to 1, and... He's minus 10, two shots back. And we also got Reed, who's minus 9 right now, tied for ninth. I think we got him at 27 to 1, I think, if I remember correctly. So we could be in for a nice little payout tomorrow. We got NASCAR tomorrow as well. But let's jump right into these UFC plays. We, we're five deep today. And, you know, we're going to see if we can continue and build that bear, payroll because profit's profit. And even though we only got a little over one unit, we still had some profit last week. First play, first play, we're going to go for an upset, as I usually do because everyone knows I like to play those gogs. We're going Aguilar plus 170, risking one unit to get 1.7 units. And this line you can find at good old five games. Ivy has no stand-up game whatsoever. His stand-up game is awful. If Ivy comes out and says, I'm going to take a Aguilera to the mat and ground a pound, then Aguilera is going to be in some trouble. But I just don't think Ivy's going to have that mindset and the discipline to do that. I think when he does get to the ground, he's not going to maintain control. He's going to go for these submissions that Aguilera is going to be able to escape from. And when they're in the stand-up situation, it's night and day. It's like Michael Jordan against a college basketball player. There's a huge advantage for Aguilar. I think Aguilar is going to be able to keep the fight for the most part on his feet and be able to outbox him and score out the W. So I'll take that Aguilar plus 170 all day. Next fight, we're going Nam by decision plus 200, risking one unit to get two units. Nam is on a two-fight losing streak and is a must-win situation. He has a very unusual fighting stance, and for someone who's taking his fight on short notice and is green in the ring, that's going to be a lot for Ed Chesse, I totally butchered that name, to overcome. And this is a huge, if Nam doesn't win this fight, he's gone. He is completely gone from the UFC. And his opponent, Ed Chesse, is taking this fight on four days, no experience in the the UFC cage. That's a huge advantage for Nam. And like I've said numerous times, when a fighter is fighting for his livelihood, I'm always going to back that fighter. He has a huge reach advantage, too. I'm going to look for Nam to use his unnatural fighting stance, control the middle of the cage, be able to get it to the ground, and just grind out a victory via decision. And I'll take that plus 200 odds all day. The next fight, we have Avila by decision, plus 230. Again, line on five games, risking 1.1U to win 2.3Us. Um, I think this fight is going to be a lot like the fight last week with uh, Nunez, not necessarily the styles and everything, but kind of how I envisioned the fight. I think Avila is going to absolutely dominate this fight from start to finish, but I don't think she's going to be able to get the finish. I think she's top to bottom. She's going to be able to keep the fight on the feet, control the center of the ring with her boxing, but I just don't think she's going to be able to finish Gina. But she's going to control the fight and easily win. I'm probably going to, I'm saying 30-27 on the judges' scorecard. So because of that, I'm taking Avila plus 230 
by decision. Now the next fight, we're going to be going Agapova by decision plus 115, risking one unit to win 1.15 units. I just don't trust Kiver's strike defense. I have Agapova as a huge advantage in the striking game, and I just don't think Kivers is going to be able to defend herself enough with the defense. I don't think Agapova is going to be able to knock her out because I think I don't think she lacks the power. Plus, this is she's making her UFC debut, so I'm going to have a factor in she's going to be a little nervous on the big stage. Not having in the crowd will obviously help her, but she's still going to be nervous. So I'm going to play the decision plus 115 here. I don't think she's going to be able to knock her out. I think she's going to be able to control the middle of the of the cage and just punch her way to a victory. So again, Agapova plus 115 by decision, risking 1U to get 1.15U. And now time for our last one, the main event. Calvino plus decision. I got plus 205. Again, out of five games, risking one unit to win uh, 2.05 units. Calavello is, she's better than Jessica I is in every aspect of the game. And I think she's just going to be able to take I to the ground and just grind out the victory. If it stays up, she has an advantage in, in the striking game. And also, you got to remember, I didn't make weight. If a fighter doesn't make weight, that means to me their camp, they didn't drop as much weight and they're not really in that good of shape. So how good a shape is I going to be in? And I, I know that I's chin is good enough and her defense of submissions is good enough where, and on the ground, that she's not going to be able to get knock, be knocked out or tapped out. So that's why this Calvino by decision plus 205, that's a no-brainer to me. So I'll lock that in. So there you go. We got five deep. We got Aguilera plus 170, Nam by decision plus 200, Vila plus decision plus 230, Apovo plus decision plus 115, and Calvino plus decision plus 205. Five plays deep. Um, every play is just risking one use, so let's look to see what we can do. The next thing I want to talk about, yeah, I kind of experienced this morning, and I posted it on Instagram and on Twitter. I always say you want to have more than one sports book. Now, why? Obviously, there's the shopping of the lines. That's a no-brainer. What do I mean by shopping of the lines? If someone has someone at plus seven, another line has them at plus seven and a half, you obviously take the plus seven and a half at minus 110 odds. Not every book has the same odds. It's pretty simple. That's why I always tell everyone, have multiple books. Well, the issue I ran into this morning, eventually it did get resolved, um, Five Dimes was having technical issues. And I understand it happens, but geez, Louise, they've been having technical issues since Monday. Let's get on top of this shit. I mean, sports are finally coming to back in, and you're having technical issues. So Five Dimes, I haven't had many issues with them. I've had a couple payout issues that eventually got did get resolved. But the one thing with this pandemic is books are getting shittier and shittier. I'm not going to lie. Just because they're not bringing in money because not enough people are betting. Kind of like any business does. They're not bringing in any money. So they're getting a lot more 
bullshitish about these stupid rules and calling and paying out people. So you just have to be careful. I remember Bet DSI. Bet DSI was one of my first sports books. It was actually was my first sports book. I opened it up way back when. And I had a great relationship with those guys. And they were under the bookmaker umbrella, which is under the Bet Crisis umbrella. And Bet DSI decided to break away. And I got this email about it. And I was like, okay, you know, I'll give them a shot. I'll give them a shot. During the breakaway, they had technical issues. Money was missing from my account. Money was in my account that shouldn't have been there. Then it was missing. My balance was in the negative. It was just a shit show. I took every single dime out of that sports book and haven't done business with them again. And you're hearing horrendous stories about that. Horrendous stories about that. So that would be definitely one book to stay away from that I've had an awful experience with. And this brings me to another thing, and I get, I've gotten approached by these sports books a couple of times, where they say, hey, can you direct your customers to us? What will happen is you will get a percentage of every dollar they lose. So you'll get, what was the offer that was offered to me? I believe 10% of all the money that my clients lose. Why would I do that? I mean, like I said, I limited myself to 25 clients. Why would I hurt the 28 people that are loyal to me? And why would I ruin my reputation? But you have these other cappers out here that I see that do this 24-7, 365. So if a capper recommends to you a sports book, I would just take it with a grain of salt. And believe it or not, I probably actually wouldn't do it. Like I said, just because... That's just the capper getting money back from you using the book. So I would just be really careful about that. But a little shorter podcast today. Like I said, life happens, but I did want to come out here and give my UFC plays. Unfortunately, we did just get knocked out of the pick five at freaking Churchill Downs. There's nothing more frustrating than getting knocked out of a pick five in the effing playoff leg. But there is a just a absolute loaded day of horse racing and sports today xfinity trucks ufc so hopefully we can get it going tomorrow we got god what we got tomorrow we got nascar tomorrow we got wwe tomorrow so we got stuff going on so like i said stuff will start to get a little bit longer i'm going to be having people come on here we're going to be doing nfl previews we're going to fantasy football previews look for the draft guide thanks for tuning in on this saturday the 13th be safe be well keep your social distance and stay out of trouble